With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of Heard Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Wednesday live in Los Angeles. It's the Hurt, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Great to have you in today. Jason McIntyre is joining us. So this quarterback carousel for Lamar Jackson, somebody's going to pay for him. I still think the Ravens could. Many teams said they're not going to. People are freaking out about that. Daniel Jones, I mean, you just signed up to not win a Super Bowl (laughs) by wildly overpaying for a marginal quarterback. It's a... You got a lot of things working here. Owners, GMs, the market, desperation, fear. Some of these moves are crazy. Indeed, crazy week. You know who's sitting pretty right now, Colin? The New York football Jets. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come, let's go grab Lamar Jackson, 26-year-old franchise quarterback. Well, let's start with this. So Lamar Jackson, as predicted, as reported on this show, the Ravens offered him a non-exclusive franchise tag, meaning... Put your game out to the market. Uh, We can match any offer, but right now we got a little disagreement. It's called negotiations, folks. You don't always get what you want. I know mom and dad told you you were the best at what you did in the world, but in all these things, I've been doing it forever. I have friends new to negotiate. They're called negotiations. There's first offers, second offers, back and forth, tug of war. Stuff doesn't always work out. So this is bumpy for Lamar Jackson. What people are bummed out about and they're freaking out about is, This is collusion because four or five GMs and teams immediately said, immediately, two, three hours later, we don't want, we don't want Lamar Jackson. People can come to the same conclusion and it's not collusion. There's no collusion on the voice if you have a lousy singing voice. Everybody can agree very quickly you're a hack. (laughs) right you don't have to be in a text chain to know the Deshaun Watson contract was egregiously amoral and awful nobody had to collude there was a league conclusion that the desperate Cleveland Browns overpaid and poorly paid for a player with stuff off the field that was gross you don't need to call your other buddies to figure it out two years into the league everybody figured out Baker Mayfield was a reach at number one Daniel Jones was a reach at number six. Did you have to have a meeting for that? You can have a conclusion without collusion. And here's what hurts. Lamar Jackson's good, but he's collateral damage for that awful contract that everybody in the league immediately knew was outrageous. In fact, Steve Bashotti, one of the better owners in the league, said about the contract. He said at the time, I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract. Bashadi is saying somebody's eventually going to get it. It shouldn't have been that guy. He said, to me, that's something that is groundbreaking. It'll make negotiations harder for others. He said this a year ago. He said, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to play that game. That's what I've been saying. If the Mariners sign Robinson Cano to a 10-year deal, why do well-run teams? Because the desperate Cleveland Browns sign a contract, why do the well-run Ravens have to do something? I still think I would sign Lamar Jackson. 
Everybody in the media always does this. Collusion. We all know in this league there are underrated players and overrated players. We watch the games. There's data everywhere. Owners, GMs. You know what this was? Teams summarily coming out and saying pass on Lamar Jackson. What it was was general managers. And general managers talk about a million things. But all of them saying, no. We can, this can't be the new reality for a quarterback in Lamar Jackson that's not available. In the last 22 games, Lamar Jackson has missed 40% of them. I can't guarantee you a contract if you're not guaranteed to play. Now, now Patrick Mahomes, that's a guaranteed contract potentially. That's a guy I'd guarantee. Joe Burrow, and I mean it's a tiny tiny list. Larry Fitzgerald had the ability, the professionalism, the availability. Like Larry Fitzgerald, a guy I would have felt comfortable for years given a guaranteed contract. A leader, available, great. The money won't go to his head. Like that's a guy you give a lot of money to. But you got to be available. If you want guarantees to play, you got to be able to play. And in my life, everybody always jumps on collusion. Conclusions can be reached without collusion. Everybody knew that Deshaun Watson contract was outrageous. Why should the Cleveland Browns dictate the market? They've never dictated anything in this league. They're the worst-run team in their own division. Forget the league. There's four teams. They're not as well-run as Pittsburgh. They're not as well-run as Baltimore. And frankly, in the last couple of years, they're not as well-run as Cincinnati. The other thing, some of this is on Lamar. He uses his mom as an agent. Big-time agents protect you. Teams would be much less willing to go out and criticize you if you had a big-time agent. Because agents, I know I've had four, they act as a shield. They act as a vest. They act as protection. And the last thing a team or a GM wants to do is rip a player with a big-time agent because that agent has other players that GM and team may need. But Lamar made a decision not to hire a big-time agent. He hired his mom. So what if you offend Lamar and his mom? They got one client. The other thing is, agents give you unemotional advice. Parents don't. I can't even imagine having one of my parents as an agent. And so, listen, I feel bad about this. Because Lamar Jackson, I would sign him. I think he's a quarterback when 75% of his games. But... But the idea that the Cleveland Browns, a desperate franchise, I mean, they're always desperate, should be dictating terms for everybody else, I don't buy it. GMs know what wins in this league. Getting a discount at quarterback, even if the quarterback's good. Mahomes right now, the Chiefs got a little bit of a discount on him. They did. They got a little bit of a discount. You know who didn't? The Titans on Ryan Tannehill. And the Titans now are bailing on players left and right. So, um, yeah, it's weird. Everybody rushes out. But I think general managers in this league are saying, if we have to start guaranteeing contracts to players, <laughs> this is going to make our job increasingly more difficult. And the Cleveland Browns should never dictate terms in this league on anything. All right, so the New York Giants contract with Daniel Jones is brutal. So it's a $160 million four-year deal. What it basically is, I mean, if you look at the contract, it's like a two-year $82 million deal. It's, it's really punitive for two years. Here's the problem. He's a below-average quarterback. He is. Um, they have a far below-average offensive roster that needs help now. But at an $82 million deal over the next two years, there's going to be limitations now on what the Giants can do offensively. Good luck nailing five draft picks on the offensive side of the ball. It's just not a recipe for Super Bowls signing a below-average-to-average quarterback to a massive elite contract. Now, people can say, what about Dak? Dak's better than Daniel Jones. Dak is top 10 all-time in completions. Dak Prescott, early in his career, was averaging about 23, 24 touchdowns a year. Now, he had a better offensive line, but numbers are numbers. Daniel Jones, listen to this. Daniel Jones last year had 15 touchdown passes. That is with Brian Dable, an elite left tackle and a star running back. He had 15 touchdown passes. That's tied with Marcus Mariota. That's fewer than Andy Dalton. That's fewer than Davis Mills and Justin Fields. 
So Davis Mills, with that mess in Houston, had more touchdown passes? Patrick Mahomes, with a rebuilt receiving core with three separate cast-off players and a rookie, had 15 touchdown passes by week five in a tougher division, arguably. Here's what I think happened. The Mara family sees some Eli Manning with Daniel Jones. I think <laughs> almost look alike. You know, big southern kid, very gracious, hardworking, team first, and they, you know, took a while to get it going. And they probably say a little bit of Eli Manning. Also, the Jets have chaos at quarterback. The Giants over the last four or five years are not very good, right? They've been take away this past year. So I think what happened to the New York Giants, the Mara family really sees some Eli here. And they don't want chaos at the position. And they just got to the playoffs. And they're like, okay, it's not this, but at least it's not chaos. We don't want to be the Jets. <laughs> we don't want to be them. We don't want to be the bottom seven teams in the league. So we got the coach we like, the GM we like, the defense we like. Let's just stick with this guy and overpay him for a few years and try to hit some draft picks. But I think what happened with the New York Giants, it's a blue blood franchise. And over the last several years, they've averaged about four or five wins. So this year, they have a little bit of a success and they, and they reach and they, and they overreact to a little bit of success because the Giants' standards over the last four or five years before this one, what were they doing? They were awful. They were struggling to win five and six games. So the standards get lower. They have a little success, and they're like, let's sign him. You can't pay Daniel Jones this and win a Super Bowl. And I will say, it's, it's not a six-year deal. It's a ton of money for two years. But right now, in an offensive leaning and pivoting league, they got a bad offense outside of left tackle and running back. They got to fix tight end. They got to fix wide receiver. They got to fix the remainder of their offensive line. And now they're limited. You can, you know what? You can draft players and be good, but Seattle did this. Seattle hit on five draft picks. Those draft picks were very, very good until about Thanksgiving, and then Seattle wasn't quite as good. Why? Because they were college kids one year earlier, and they get worn down like NBA rookies do later in seasons. They're just not used to the, the grind and the physicality of a long NFL season. College season can be 12, 13 games. NFL season can be 17 or 18 against much bigger, stronger guys. So Seattle's rookies did not play as well late as they did early. So even if the Giants hit a bunch of home runs in the draft and they're rookies, the chances are they could be good and spry and young and dynamic early. They wouldn't be late. And the Giants have always been a franchise about winning late, not September. So um, it's just, it, it's, you've got a very, very average quarterback who gives you about 15 touchdown passes a year. I think last year in 18 games, he had 17 touchdown passes. That's less than a touchdown a game. The good ones in this league average two to two and a half a game. That's the difference. So uh, I think I think the, the, the fingerprints of the ownership is all over Daniel Jones. I think they're reaching in the past. Uh, I mean, listen, we've seen this with a lot of franchises. They romanticize the past. They reach into the past. They visualize the past. And I think with Daniel, you do see a much more athletic version, but you see a little bit of Eli Manning. The Southern kid that works hard, doesn't get in the news, always says the right stuff. Everybody seems to like him. And it's like, well, we got to the playoffs. It took Eli about three or four years to pop. Boom. And I think they're going to ask Brian Dable to squeeze even more juice out of Daniel Jones. And I don't think there's a lot left. I think this is what it is. Maybe he gets up to 21, 22 touchdown passes with a better receiving core and better protection. Uh, but that's where we stand today. All right. A lot of different stuff. The Lamar Jackson stuff, J-Mac, what did you make of it uh, yesterday? You know, it is. Somebody texted me yesterday, and they're like, listen, if you want a guaranteed contract, I need to make sure it's guaranteed that you're available. And they're like, in the last 20, 22 games, about 40% of the time, he's not available. Yeah. It's disappointing to see those Bishotti comments you called up earlier. Yeah. Colin, you know this. You're in real estate. Let the market decide what it thinks of a house in real estate yeah. or a player in football. Well, the Ravens just said, let's see what the market says about Lamar That's Jackson. Right. That's we don't think he's worth all the guaranteed money. If someone comes and offers it, we'll take the two first-round picks. And the Ravens, by the way, would look awful if that happens because they will have got nothing, basically, for a 26-year-old well, quarterback when Russell Wilson fetched way more. Okay, okay. so 
But Russell Wilson was available, right? Russell had one brief injury to his hand in his career, and he'd yeah. also come off four straight 100-plus passer ratings. Last 15 starts, Lamar's passer rating mm. now has regressed to 85. But ask yourself this. I could make an argument this morning that both Lamar and the Ravens are right. The Ravens are saying, we like you. See what the market bears. That's okay. And Lamar's saying, I'm worth more than you're offering. That's a fair conclusion, yeah. too. It's okay. This idea that I sometimes people have made offers. It's a first offer. First offer is not a last offer. Almost nobody in any business takes the first. If somebody offers you something for your home, it's their first offer. These are all public negotiations. So everybody gets into their camp. It's, it's collusion. That Lamar thinks I deserve more. Maybe he does. The Ravens think this is fair. Go to the market. It's okay. This idea, though, everybody in the market, even Steve Bouchotti said, yeah, we'll probably have a guaranteed contract. I'm not sure Deshaun right. Watson's the guy. That's Nobody would have been outraged if Mahomes gets it. We would have understood he's, he's the greatest quarterback town ever or a Dan Marino. Right. But, but, but Deshaun, everybody's like, ah, this but, cannot be the trend of the league. But why would everyone else care what Deshaun Watson's getting? If the Browns want to do that and suffer and miss the playoffs. That's and over, right. That's your problem. But I shouldn't be outraged at tomorrow. No, oh, Deshaun no. Watson's getting paid. No. But as a general manager, yes. as a general manager, when asked by a local reporter, well, what do you make of the get? Uh, not interested. Yeah. By the way, do you believe all that stuff? I, I don't necessarily believe it, Colin. Well, I do think. Well, what, if you're Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, why no, no, are you coming out instantly and be like, no, we don't want Lamar Jackson? It, it, Atlanta's the one that makes a lot of sense. They've got their tight end. They've got their young receiver. Uh, Ridley's gone, so they need more dynamic offense. And now we got Derek Carr with the Saints. Arthur Blank, as an owner, has been willing to take yeah. some chances. He's got a lot of money. He's respected. Atlanta and Lamar Jackson in that division. Can I give you a nuclear scenario? Uh, Let's right. say nobody else ponies up and Lamar has to play on the $32 million. Peter King this week said, good luck trying to get Lamar to play. Lamar Jackson saying, I'm making $32 million. Daniel Jones is making yeah. uh, 39 Dak at 40 I'm better than these guys. Yeah. I don't want to play. What happens? What do the Baltimore Ravens do? Well, by the way, that's a nuclear scenario that I would not. I mean, Peter King brought it up for a reason. Okay. But again, that would be Lamar's choice. Yeah. Baltimore has said, test the market. Lamar's going to say, I'm going to test the market. The market will dictate it. He's going to get paid by somebody. I, Atlanta feels Washington and Atlanta feel like I, I, yeah. if I'm a GM of either one of those teams. Am I going to go into yeah. Washington? I got Jalen Hurts, who's emerging as a star. I watched the Super Bowl. That's who I got to face now twice a year. Daniel Jones and, and Brian Dable with that defense, say what you want, but they made the playoffs, and Dak and Dallas are yeah. always more than competent offensively. And I got Sam Howell. Like, Washington to me <laughs> is like, yeah. by the way, I, he's, I know how popular Lamar is. It's over there. <laughs> I see how yeah. popular he is in our market. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson would immediately, yeah. in the Baltimore-Washington area, be the most popular football player. I mean, a huge move. Hey, what if Aaron Rodgers told the Jets, you know what, thanks for courting me, I loved it, I'm going to stay in Green Bay. You're the Jets, you whiffed on Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. You have no plan C. You make a run at Lamar Jackson? Well, you, yeah. Well, what are my there options? Go. I got six go. picks and I picked 13th in the first round. I overpay for him. He's 26 years old. The Jets have never you know had a franchise what? quarterback ever. What what does Jerry Jones always say? Everything that's been great, I overpaid for. I I you know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes if, if if even in sports, you kind of overpay a little for everything that's on the market. It's one thing if you draft and it's different, but generally, if something goes to market, you're not paying a perfect price. I, I don't know. It Atlanta and Washington for Lamar. I, those are. Totally changes the franchise. And, and Washington, uh, yeah. to me, Lamar would immediately be in a weak quarterback conference, top three. Washington's already got a receiver, a back, and a defense they like. And if you're Baltimore, he gets out of the AFC, right? That's right. That's right. Kind of a win there. I mean, not if he goes to Washington regionally, but this is going to be a fascinating, like... Yeah, I'm. I'm. this is one of these stories where 
Let's just watch it play out. It's fascinating. It's what sports is. We're right in the middle of this crazy dynamic player who's got some injury issues, and that's very concerning, but he wants guaranteed money. He's, He's saying to himself, I'm better than Deshaun. I think Lamar is better than Deshaun. But, but, last 22 games, he's missed 40% of them. So that is what teams are saying is, if I'm going to guarantee the money, I want to guarantee on Sunday you're our quarterback. <laughs> and he's got a little bit of a disturbing trend last two years. He's not available. I don't have to love a lot of these quarterbacks. But I'd rather have an average quarterback starting than not available. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. So that, that, that's something. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the other thing that people are overlooking with Lamar Jackson, he just played on a fifth-year option. That was guaranteed. The Ravens just offered him a franchise tag. That is guaranteed. So he could have back-to-back guaranteed years money. He doesn't want that. He wants like five years guaranteed. Well, that's not a negotiation. That is a demand. And the Ravens are saying, we're not going to do that. We will guarantee money. We just give you a fifth-year option. You played on it this year. That was all guaranteed. Franchise tag guarantee. We're willing to give you some guaranteed, but you're not available as much. We're not going to go long on this. So Lamar and his mom are confusing negotiation with demands. And so Baltimore, never a desperate franchise. Hell, they gave Cincinnati major fits at the end of the year with like third string guys, culture, GM, coach, roster. They're like, hey, we got to go to a backup. We got to go draft Max Duggan late in the first round. We'll do it. But we gave you a fifth-year option, guaranteed. Franchise tag, we offered you that, guaranteed. We're giving you some guaranteed money. We're just not going to give you what you want on the guarantee. So I found this... For years and years, I, I, you know, I, I have employees. I run a side business. And, you know, it's negotiations. Some you win, some you lose. But you have to be comfortable or you should never sign it. Lamar or Ravens, you got to be comfortable. Otherwise, there'll be resentment. They're giving him guaranteed money with a franchise tag. 
But because of his inavailable, uh, not available status in many games in the last season and a third, they're a little concerned. Last two years ended with injuries. So it's not like they're not offering some guarantee. He just played on a guaranteed contract. And he's just been offered a franchise tag, which players all negotiated. It's part of a strategy. Players agreed to it. They just don't like it. All right, so the Jets, the owner, the GM, the coach, the coordinator, Aaron Rodgers, Buddy Nathaniel Hackett, all flew yesterday afternoon to somewhere around Malibu, Aaron Rodgers' place, and met with Aaron Rodgers. Then they flew the red eye back. They're back in New York now. So the question isn't just what if the Jets land Aaron Rodgers. Here's the issue. What if they don't? Brady's gone. Derek Carr's with the Saints. And Garoppolo now is not only leaning to the Raiders, now the Houston Texans are making calls. Sort of the Jets want to get into a three-way bidding war for Jimmy Garoppolo? If you're going to pay somebody $50 million, make it Aaron Rodgers, not Jimmy Garoppolo. So another option for the Jets, just redraft quarterback. Arizona did this. But Arizona had the number one pick, and Kyler Murray was in that draft. The Jets have only six picks, and their best pick is the 13th. And there's multiple teams ahead of them that are not moving backwards because they need a quarterback. So what do the Jets do? And this is not a great quarterback class. Some of these guys could be good, but Kyler Murray was seen as kind of a lock to be really exceptional or at least really dynamic. None of these guys are. The Jets are also in a division where Buffalo is loaded with a star quarterback, the best coach ever in Bill Belichick, and Miami, when two is upright, and Mike McDaniel is a highly dynamic offense. So the, a Jet fan, of course, sees nothing but, uh, you know, rose-colored glasses. Oh, we'll just build up the defense. San Francisco proved you can win with a great defense and a seventh-round quarterback. Uh, your coach isn't Kyle Shanahan, for starters. And secondly, you don't have an average quarterback. You're horrible at quarterback. So... The Jets are in a real bind here if they don't land Aaron Rodgers. For the record, they hired Nathaniel Hackett, so give him credit for being ahead of this. Aaron Rodgers, buddy, drinking buddy, whatever he's termed. But he wasn't that close to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers didn't go to Denver when he was the head coach. Now he's just the coordinator. So I think the Jets are in really tough space here. You know, I'll I'll say it again. I think Green Bay has always felt like a 51% lean for me. I could be totally wrong. I don't have it sourced on this. I rely on others. But the Jets are in a, a scary place. Uh, I mean, Washington's in a bad place, but they drafted Sam Howell, and we've yet to see if he if he isn't the guy. The Jets know their guy isn't the guy. And at 13, how do you get up to number one, two, three, or four, or five to get a quarterback? They don't have enough draft capital. And most of, their, most of their good players are very, very young. Could you give up a Sauce Gardner? I mean, you may have to do that. We'll give you our first at 13 in Sauce Gardner to get to four and get a quarterback. You ain't getting Carr. I'm not getting Brady. You want to pay $48 million for Garoppolo? I mean, that's you tell me the options. I would have no problem redrafting a quarterback. Folks, Arizona did it. It worked. I've seen I've seen franchises fire coaches after a year. I don't have a problem with it. What do I always say in business? Admit your mistakes, move off them immediately. Don't double down on stuff. Don't think every draft pick you're brilliant. Zach Wilson can't play at this level. Next. Move on. Don't double down on it. Get out of it. Arizona's like, yeah, we drafted a kid. It didn't work. Let's go get Kyler Murray. I got total respect for that. They had a coach they didn't like, Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if Cliff's that great. Three years, he did get him into the playoffs eventually. But I don't know, I don't know what the Jets do if they don't get Aaron. That, that, there's a reason they flew everybody out there. They need Aaron Rodgers. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So one of the amazing things about sports is that it keeps pulling you back in. And if you went to a car dealership two or three times and you got bad service or you got lemons, you'd never go back. If you went to a restaurant four or five times, bad service, you'd never go back. If you had a friend that treated you like crap three or four times, you'd probably move on. But yet in sports, it just sucks you back in, apparently because there's the name of the city on a jersey. 
the Lakers are a classic example of this, is that so Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have value. So Laker fans know you're not Milwaukee, you're not Boston, you're not Golden State or Phoenix, you're not winning the championship this year. I do think you could beat, like a Denver, you could shock them and beat them in a long series. Not guaranteed, but you'd certainly be capable of it. But you're not a championship team. How do you get there? You're not going to get there with old LeBron and occasionally available Anthony Davis and a cast of B-minus players, which is what they have. So what you want to root for is Anthony Davis to crush it right now, get into the playoffs, create some momentum, and then move him. Folks, how many times do you have to get burned on Anthony Davis? Laker fans, shake yourself. What are your standards? They're championships. He is not going to give you a two-month playoff run without an injury. I mean, the other night, he was pain-free and they sat him. <laughs> pain-free and they sat him. So they're already walking on eggshells with his health. He's a tremendous player, having a tremendous run. Awesome. Use that to your advantage. Don't fall in love. I've said this for years. Fall in like with your players. Don't fall in love. Oh, there's exceptions. LeBron in his prime. Michael Jordan, Magic in theirs. Patrick Mahomes, Burrow. There's a few you can fall in love with. They're long-term. You're riding with them. But in most instances, especially when players age and have injuries, what you're hoping to do is when they're really good available, really, really good for a consistent period of time, potentially move them. Teams with injury, Boston doesn't have a lot of injuries. Milwaukee doesn't have a lot of injuries. That's why they're favored. Cleveland's an interesting team. Young guys, not going to deal with a lot of injuries. When you get old players, that's why Phoenix is fascinating for about a year and a half. But Kevin Durant gets hurt. Chris Paul gets hurt. That's why it's a risky deal. We know Kevin Durant's a top five player, but why do, why do people say that move is risky? Because of Kevin Durant's health. And Kevin Durant, the best get-a-bucket guy in the sport. He and Luka. Fall in like, not love. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mark Schlereth, three Super Bowl rings, multiple-time Pro Bowler, Fox Sports NFL analyst. All right, the merry-go-round. So you you do NFC games. You did a lot of Daniel Jones. And, you know, I go. I went back yesterday when he signed the deal. I went to his college career, and I looked at his touchdowns and his turnovers at Duke. And I went to his NFL career. This is all fumbles, too. Touchdowns and interceptions uh, and fumbles in the NFL. He's about a one and a half to one guy. That's just his college and pro career. So I think Brian Dable squeezed about as much juice as you could out of Daniel Jones. That's my takeaway. And that, you know, maybe he's better with a little better protection and a, and a number one. I, I'm not saying he can't go to 18 touchdowns or 20. But, Mark, I've seen a lot of him in college in the pros. I don't see the next level. Do you? You did their games. You were in the booth. You saw the entire field. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of things. One, Colin, you look at the overall talent of the New York Giants, and that was an unbelievable job of coaching by Brian Dable because when you look at them talent for talent, they were the least talented team that made a playoff run. Sure. You look at their wide receiving core. Like, there was a lack of pure talent there. And so you've got to give some credit to the coaching staff. You also have to give credit to Daniel Jones. I understand only five interceptions, only 15 TDs, but he had seven rushing TDs. And this was a quarterback that really became more of a running threat than he was a pure throwing yeah. threat. Now, I think the issue that you get into, Colin, is that a sustainable form of offense in the National Football League, obviously, it's been something that has been a transition, if you will, throughout the course of the league and the way young guys are coming into the league right now. But is that the guy you want to spend $40 million a year on? Is it sustainable? I think it's the same question that they have in Baltimore right now. Is that style of offense conducive to winning championships and keeping a quarterback healthy long time? And my answer to this point is no. What's the old saying in the National Football League? I've, I've seen a lot of good young running quarterbacks. I've never seen a good old running quarterback. <laughs> they just take too much of a beating. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a bit of a risky move. Yeah, and the other thing is that they are bereft of talent on offense, and because he gets this contract, which is really front-loaded, they're going to have to make do with some of what they have because there are going to be limitations. So we're in Baltimore. If you sign Lamar, uh, you may not be able to go get any other free agents, but I still like their personnel by and large. New York's got to rebuild this offense, and now there'll be limitations. So let me ask you about Aaron. You, you've texted before and talked to Aaron before. You, you, you know this mm -hmm. whole situation. Um, a lot of stuff is coming out that Green Bay is done with him. My guess is that's not coming from Aaron. That's coming from multiple respected reporters. That, that's Green Bay stuff. They want that out to the market. They're getting used. They're over it. Um, this morning, if you're Green Bay, you've seen a little Jordan Love. Are you comfortable moving away from an aging but still talented Aaron Rodgers? Would you be comfortable? Yeah, I think the parallels are so similar, Colin, in what happened with Brett Favre toward the end of his career where he didn't show up to OTAs, he didn't show up to the offseason, he didn't show up to any, any of that stuff. So Aaron Rodgers was the guy that was getting all the repetitions. And now it's the same with Aaron Rodgers, right? So he wants to be in Malibu. He wants to go on these retreats. He wants to do different things. You know, more power to him. The guy has been one of the best quarterbacks we have ever witnessed. Well, during that time where he's not available for some of those things, Jordan Love is the guy taking over. And I had a conversation with Aaron Rodgers about uh, five weeks before the end of the season as they were playing the Chicago Bears and just talked glowingly about the improvement that Jordan Love had made and the fact that the Green Bay Packers went back and got his first quarterback coach, Tom Clements, when he came to Green Bay, who really taught him the game of football and really taught him how the defensive front and the front seven really dictate what the back end coverage is and how he had a, a, a deeper concept or a deeper 
grasp of of defensive concepts. And this Tom Clemens is the guy that really um, helped him become the quarterback that he is. And they brought him back, and he's been working exclusively with Jordan Love. And, and Aaron told me flat out that Jordan loves improvement year over year from the year before through to, to what he did last year was night and day how he was dominating the scout team and how he was owning the scout team. And, and those are the things that, you know, give you a glimpse into what a guy might be able to be. And, and so I think Green Bay has seen enough of Jordan Love where a couple of years ago they said, we've seen enough of Jordan Love, we can't move off of Rodgers, to now they see the maturity and saying, hey, man, we see enough of Jordan Love and maybe now's the time, just like at one point, over the course of their careers and over the course of the Green Bay, the history of the Green Bay Packers, they said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers in regards to moving on from Brett Favre. Yeah, you know it. It, it it's it's interesting. The Lamar Jackson situation is interesting. So I thought a mistake he made early was having his mother be his agent because my argument is, Mark, when you have an agent, he has a collection of very good players. You've had agents. I've got agents. You and I have to, so we don't have to negotiate with our superiors or bosses. When you have an agent, it protects you because agents have a lot of players, so you're not going to get called out by owners and GMs because they may want some of that agent's players. When your mom's your agent, Lamar gets that contract yesterday, and immediately other GMs are like, not interested in Lamar. Well, they can say that because he doesn't have an agent. They don't care if they offend, you know, his mom. Now, some people are like, it's collusion. I think my takeaway is the Cleveland Browns signed a contract with Deshaun that was a bad contract. And the Ravens and the rest of the league are saying, this isn't collusion. It's a conclusion. We're not guaranteed. This is, we're not doing this. We're not letting the Browns dictate the market. And you know, a lot of people are pushing back is why is everybody banging on Lamar? He's going to get money from somebody. We all know that. But what did you make of the other teams? Like Miami, Atlanta came out immediately. Not interested. That Some people yeah. didn't like that. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I understand that people don't like it. Um, the reality of the situation is, like, there is a chasm of $100 million between what Baltimore is offering in guarantees and what Lamar wants in guarantees. Now, I don't care who your agent is. They're not going to jump over a $100 million chasm, right? That's like, that's <laughs> too much money. Right. It's like, okay, now you've hired an agent. Here's your extra $100 million. That ain't happening. So that part is faulty. But I think there's a couple things that go into this. I think there's enough questions about Lamar's system of offense that they run. Remember, when they left from Joe Flacco, and when Joe Flacco got injured and Lamar took over, they completely changed that offense. And I remember talking to Joe Flacco about this going, well, you know, people have criticized you for not really mentoring Lamar Jackson. He goes, this is an offense I don't even know. He's like, what am I going to tell? He goes, what am I going to tell Lamar Jackson? Yeah, what I would do on this when you're running quarterback counter. Like, what if I ever run a quarterback counter? Like, it doesn't work. So I don't know anything about this offense. Remember, that was Marty Morningwig. And then they morphed in. They changed their offensive coordinator from Marty to, to Greg Roman. Yeah. And they created this collegiate run first, quarterback run, play action off of that offense where there are so many easy one-on-one throws. One thing you have to remember is when you're running that style of offense, what do defenses do? They play a post safety, meaning a safety in the middle of the football field, right? They bring an extra safety down, make an eight-man box. What that tells you is you're getting either cover one or cover three, meaning the outside access against the cornerback is wide open. It becomes any vertical route becomes man. So you're always getting a similar or, or the same defensive style on the outside. So it creates some easy throws for your quarterback um, if you can run it like that. But how long is that sustainable? How yeah. long can you do that? As an offense, I think the other teams are looking at this going, hey, if we get Lamar, what are the odds that he morphs into a traditional style throwing quarterback? Or what do we do we have to change or in complete style, yeah. we don't have the personnel to yeah. change that. Like there are a lot of questions yes. that you would have to ask yourself. Yeah. if you're a, G, a GM or if you're a head coach. No, I think I think Mark, that's really interesting. Is that the downside to being unique? And Lamar is unique. You just don't fit mm-hmm. many places, right? It's it's Lamar. You sure. have you have to go all in on this style of offense. 
And I, I, I think it's, you know, the other thing that, um, and, and again, I would struggle moving off Lamar Jackson. He wins 75% of his games. The division now has Deshaun. Kenny Pickett won seven of the last nine starts. Joe Burrow's amazing. This is not a division you want to be using backups, right? Um, but the other thing with Lamar is um, when you don't have an agent, you get emotional, right? Because you're somebody is telling you directly, I'm not going to pay you. I don't want to negotiate with my boss. I'd rather him tell my agent, Colin's out of his mind, that's too much money. I wonder if that's part of it. But Lamar now is taking this stuff personally because he mm-hmm. doesn't have an agent to deflect all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I would imagine also, Colin, that Lamar is going to go out there and feel what that market feels like. And this is Baltimore's way of saying, hey, listen, like we'll match a legitimate offer, right? But we're not going to give you the Deshaun Watson. Nobody has given since Deshaun Watson got that fully guaranteed two hundred thirty million dollar contract. There's not one other quarterback, including right. you know Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, uh, Kyler Murray, not Daniel Jones. There's not one other quarterback, Derek Carr, that has gotten that type of contract. So right. they're just not going to give it out anymore. That's like until Jimmy Hanson changes his name to James and acts like a grown up, you know, you, you can't be Jimmy. Like you, <laughs> Jimmy, you like, quit being Jimmy. Like that 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 contract was a childlike contract that you gave out. Change your name to James and start doing business the right way. That's what the other owners are telling Jimmy Haslam in, in Cleveland right now. But the bottom line is <clears throat> the league is telling you we're not doing that. We're right. not, and we're especially not going to do that for a guy that makes his living. You know, running quarterback counter, like what? And I'm telling you, he is. You're 100 right. He's one of the most unique talents you'll ever watch, and he's an incredible talent. Um, but again, is that a sustainable form of offense? He's already missed uh, parts of the last two seasons because of that style of offense. Good stuff, Mark Slareth. Good seeing you, buddy. You do too, buddy. One more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. I would not have signed Daniel Jones to that contract, and I would not give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract. So I want to explain something. I'm going to go on a rant here, okay? I see this mistake made all the time by young media people who have not had that many contract negotiations. Let Uncle Colin tell you how it works. You're going to get paid by bosses on what you are now and going forward. Nobody cares what you did in college. Congrats on Harvard. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what you did three years ago. The bosses upstairs want to know, what are you now? What are your numbers now? And what do they think your momentum is going forward? So Tom Brady... The greatest quarterback ever became a free agent out of New England. He could choose, right? Two teams. Chargers, Bucks offered. Why? GOAT, MVP, Super Bowl a couple years ago. Because they knew what he was, but they really weren't sure what he was going to be. It was like 44. The GOAT. But Lamar, three years ago, the numbers were different. They know what he was. What is he now? Unavailable a lot. And what is he going to be? Perhaps unavailable a lot. I would pay for Lamar. But if you're not guaranteed to play, I'm not guaranteeing every dollar. Aaron Rodgers has never had a guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. Aaron Rodgers. It's momentum's a real thing. Like I like Lamar a lot and would give him a deal, but he's such a unique player and has such a unique style. You got to kind of build the whole franchise around him. He's the opposite of KD plug and play anywhere. He's not got to get the right OC, right offensive line, you know, the right stylistic offense for him. And that's fine. And Baltimore did it. But I hear this stuff, but he did this and he did that and he did this and he did that. Okay, in the last three years, he'd been banged up twice. Passer ratings regressed. We've seen him in the playoffs where he's got more interceptions than touchdowns. We got new information. 
Some of you guys are like, you're like kids that still collect baseball cards. The card's over. What's the player like today? Because that's what I'm paying. I'm paying today dollars. I like Lamar. I'd pay Lamar. And the Jets may guarantee him fully because they're desperate. That's okay, too. I'd be happy for Lamar. I'd be happy for the Jets. But the Ravens aren't the Jets. They got high standards. They're not desperate. And I, and I, and I say this with Daniel Jones. I would not have paid Daniel Jones that for the same reasons. What is Daniel Jones today and what do I think he's going to be? Just keep asking yourself that question. What is Daniel Jones today? Really average. What is that? What do I think he's going to be going forward? Maybe slightly better than average. I can't pay him that contract. Josh Allen, what is he today? Available, productive, and great. What do I think he's going to be going forward? Really talented, available, productive, and great. He may not win Super Bowls, but he's always there. He's always productive. Feet, arm, he's always, always available on Sunday. Mahomes, what is he now? Amazing. What is he going forward? Available and amazing. Those are the questions, and health becomes a big part of it. I usually, I was a Kyler Murray guy. I think I was wrong. I've been a pro Lamar guy. But when I, when, I, when I see the media, a lot of people are like, oh, what he did that and he did that. Nobody cares. Momentum is a real thing. Jim Harbaugh had it at Michigan early, lost it, and they asked him for a pay reduction. Now he's regained it. Every, he gets whatever he wants. Nick Saban got it at Alabama. Ooh, lost to Auburn, lost it for an hour, gained it back. He gets whatever he wants. Momentum is a real thing. In, in my business, I could say, hey, three years ago, my ratings, two years ago, you know what they care about? What were they this year? What are they now? And Lamar Jackson now, last 22 games, not available for 10 of them. That's a thing. <laughs> so what is he now? Injured and slightly regressing, I think. What is he going forward? I fear that he's regressing and won't be available. So he's worth something, but just because Deshaun Watson got a guaranteed contract, so what? Kirk Cousins did years ago. Even though Kirk Cousins got a guaranteed contract, you know who didn't get one right after that? Aaron Rodgers, because the Packers aren't the same franchise as Minnesota. They got Super Bowls. They got high standards. They weren't going to do it. So Deshaun Watson got a guaranteed contract, like Kirk Cousins. Cousins and the Vikings got hammered for that guaranteed contract. Remember, we all said they paid him too much. You can't guarantee it. But Minnesota needed a quarterback. Cleveland, what did we say? I'd have never paid Deshaun Watson that, and I wouldn't have guaranteed it. Cleveland's desperate. So why does everybody else, nobody follow the Vikings on Cousins? Why has everybody got to follow the Browns on Deshaun Watson? They don't set the market. They're the Browns. So you just, you know, the other one that I think, I was thinking about this this morning. That if you really get down, if you look at the history of like coaching jobs, a lot of times you can just reverse a coaching record and it tells a totally different story. So if I say, oh, a coach was, uh, you know, he was 25 and 10. What if he had two great years because the previous coach gave him a quarterback, momentum and a good roster? You see this in college all the time. You see this in college all the time. We have a legendary coach. They hand it to the longtime assistant. I've seen this happen at Washington with Jim Lambright. Oregon State, Jimmy Anderson basketball. Mark Helfrich took over for Chip Kelly. So you look at the record of Mark Helfrich and you're like, how do you not, how, how do he lose his job? So he takes over the momentum of Chip Kelly, the players of Chip Kelly, the system of Chip Kelly. Win, win, win. And then you see slow erosion. And then at the end, you're like, it's not the same program. So when did the coach win? How did he win? Was it win early or is it slowly building? If you took Lamar Jackson and you flipped his career and he won the MVP this year, now Baltimore, you got to keep him. But he didn't. He won it three years ago and things are changing. More injuries, regression, no playoff success. So I hear this all the time about, well, he's got this award and that award. That is yesterday. That's three years ago. That's not... Basically, ask yourself this. If you are signing a quarterback, ask yourself three questions. Number one, are they productive and available? Number two, are they ascending? And number three, you know, do they stay out of like the news? 
That's what Green Bay's struggling with Aaron Rodgers. He's no longer ascending, and he's always in the news. Now, he is available and productive. But Lamar, he's not available and not as productive. People question if he's ascending. There's a lot of noise around him. Baltimore's thinking, we love him, but we got an 0 for 3 going on here. And so momentum matter. Like, I would have never paid Daniel Jones because I, I just don't think, I don't think he's ascending. I think this is what he is. Now this is what he is, and later it's mostly looks like this with slight ascension if he gets a better receiver. So, uh, you know, Mark Slareth was on earlier, and we talked about this. I can like a player. I can like an employee. But now I'm going to fully guarantee a massive contract. You can, you can think two things. I like that guy. I'm going to sign him. I'm not signing him for that, and I'm not guaranteeing everything. Mark Slareth earlier. When Joe Flacco got injured and Lamar took over, they completely changed that offense. And I remember talking to Joe Flacco about this going, well, you know, people have criticized you for not really mentoring Lamar Jackson. He goes, this is an offense I don't even know. He's like, what am I going to tell? He goes, what am I going to tell Lamar Jackson? Yeah, what I would do on this when you're running quarterback counter. Like, what what am I going to run a quarterback counter? Like, it doesn't work. So I don't know anything about this offense. And they created this collegiate run first, quarterback run, play action off of that offense. I think the other teams are looking at this going, hey, if we get Lamar, do we have to change our incomplete style? We don't have the personnel to change that. Like, there are a lot of questions that you would have to ask yourself if you're a a GM or if you're a head coach. Yep, a lot of momentum. Contracts are not just about what you did. It's about what you are now. What are you going for? You, You start guaranteeing anything, I want guarantees too. I want, if I'm guaranteeing you that, you got to guarantee me something. You're going to be available 15, 16, 17 weeks? They're worried about it. I do love this Lamar back and forth. You like it a lot. We were talking during the break. Um, I started to look into the Ravens last year because you keep saying Lamar was not good. He's unavailable. That's not what I said. Okay. Let's go back. He's very good, but he is unavailable. Unavailable. thing. So when he was healthy last year. Yeah. They were seven and three in week eleven. Seven and three. Nice. I looked record. at all those like top five. I'm sure they were top five in the herd hierarchy. Right. Lamar was healthy. And what was he working with? Remember, J.K. Dobbins was hurt. The running back room was decimated. They were pulling guys out of Amazon trucks okay. to carry uh, the football behind Lamar Jackson. Right. Wide receiver, they lose Hollywood Brown. Their leading receiver last year was a guy named Demarcus Robinson, yeah. who they yanked out of Kansas City, like yeah. the sixth stringer. They were so desperate for offense that they called Deshaun Jackson, who was virtually retired. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's looking around this locker room. He's got nothing, yet he dragged that team, Colin, to 7-3 and three right. midway through the season yeah. on, top of the, on top of the standings. They had beaten yeah. uh, the Bengals oh, and the, Joe Burrow. The, what, what happened after that? Oh, he got hurt. So he gets injured against Denver. By the yeah. way, their losses, they lost by four to Miami, fluky oh, game. Oh, fluky. Okay. They lost by three to Buffalo, oh. four to the Giants. Oh. Very close losses, which we oh. value Year to year, we know close losses mm-hmm. usually flip. Oh, man, if you're a Jets fan, close losses mean something. Oh, the Minnesota Vikings. So I, I had no idea, first of all, thanks. Uh, I had no idea the NFL was a 10-game season. <laughs> I mean, now that I know that, it changes everything. So, But basically, the context for the Ravens last year was this team was pretty damn close with not a lot of talent around Lamar. We saw the Eagles go out and get A.J. Brown for Jalen Hurts. Right. We saw Tyreek Hill get added to Tua Tungavailoa. Lamar's on his rookie deal saying, Who, you got me Deshaun Jackson? He's 37. Lamar was just paid this year, guaranteed money, fifth-year option. They are offering to franchise tag him and guarantee another year back-to-back. The ID- and One the year. contract they're offering has guaranteed money, lots of it. This idea that they're like, take it or leave it, nothing guaranteed. Last year, Lamar guaranteed. Franchise tag guaranteed. They're offering also, they've made him an offer with a lot of guaranteed money. I wouldn't guarantee it all for Lamar. I'm not doing it. By the way, though, everybody, NFL's a 10-game season. Roger Goodell had no idea. <laughs> they were rolling with Lamar. Rolling. Miami was rolling. Then Tua got hurt. So Nobody cares about do rolling. You, do you think that Lamar it would have been happier with the big franchise tag, the exclusive for $45 million, or he's happy with this so other teams can come and maybe get him? If I believed in myself... I like the non I do. I would agree. Yeah, I wouldn't 100%. be upset. But again, he doesn't have an agent. So he's getting very emotional. An agent would say, I just talked to my agent yesterday. Agents talk you off the cliff all the time. It's like, no, this is good news, not bad. So if he had an agent, he'd be like, dude, non-exclusive is your ally. Go to the market. 
he probably looks at it and think, you don't love me. So again, that's why you have agents to talk you off yeah. the edge. Artists, Lamar's an artist. Do you think his agent is... Uh, when you, it, I'm sure you know the answer. Do you think his agent's on the phone with the Ravens? Uh, sorry, not the Ravens, the Falcons. And he the doesn't Jet. have that, an agent. I know, that's the problem. Who's negotiating for him? Who's on his, his behalf mom. pumping him up? His mom. And there's a story out that now he's doing it. It's like, that's not... <laughs> I'm, I'm been doing this for years. I hire an agent. I got to pay him money. Yeah. Why? Because I don't want to go upstairs and get into yeah. feel terrible about By myself. The way, you think uh, Kyle Pitts and uh, Drake London are in Atlanta's going to the front office saying, guys, can we please get Lamar oh, Jackson? I think Washington and Atlanta. Terry McLaurin going to D Daniel uh -huh. Snyder. Daniel, please. If I said today, Lamar Jackson, Washington, totally changes the NFC. Pay him whatever he wants. I mean, literally, this morning, you'd be like, okay, we got, we got ours. Yeah. Philadelphia got themselves a challenge. You saw the rankings yes, yesterday for NFC quarterbacks. Lamar is... One, two, or three. You're one of them. We talk about Super Bowl odds. Oh, they totally Washington changed. would go way up because the NFC's... I mean, I know San Francisco and the Eagles are the class. Ask yourself this. Tough if you not run to a love Washington If you run a franchise, year. does Lamar Jackson change the temperature in the room? Atlanta, Washington... Absolutely. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.